You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do it live! Fucking thing sucks! I have nothing to do with Russia, folks, okay? The mother of all bombs. You You people are cancer! He's a crisis actor. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Another deadly day on the Gaza border. My God, the bitch was wide! John Podesta rigged the poll. Charcoal girls are not allowed here. What's next? Requiring a license to make toast in your own damn toaster? Hell no. You gotta see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. You would be much happier at home with a husband. Spend 400 years? That sounds like a choice. Fucking like children, America! I want to build a wall. Are you African American? I don't know what you're implying. And what is a leper? Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. I think the way! This is the worst possible timeline with Eric Wilson and Patrick Kindlin. Andrew, what's your original? What did he, what did that rascal do now? Oh, uh, I heard he let everybody out of prison. Uh, I heard that he uh, uh, made the races equal in all respects. Oh, uh, shit. I heard that he led the Jews out of Egypt. Wow. Uh, I heard that he brokered peace in the Middle East. Wow. I heard that too. Yo, isn't it crazy how he did a thing that's like legitimately really good and like everyone is, no one wants to give him the credit? Yo, here's the reality is that if people don't like you, they'll just create reasons to continue not liking you. Nobody, I'm, I'm the only one. I want you to give me this credit, Eric. Okay. I'm the only one who will give terrible people their due. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. I'm the only one. I, I swear to God, I stand alone in this. I don't like, think you're the only one. Like, you know what I, I mean? Think like, you're in a, I think you're in a minority. Like, what is so dangerous about saying, you know, uh, Hitler, sharp dressed man? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what, like what is so like, I literally, I, I cannot wrap my head around the idea of forcefully lying or uh, avoiding ever saying anything positive about even people I hate. Like there's people I hate who I'll be like, uh, yeah, put out a pretty good record six years ago. You know what I mean? Like you can just give them their due. Every every girl's crazy about a sharp dressed man. Yeah. That's a fact. He was a fact. Welcome to worst possible timeline. (laughs) 
Hello, I'm Patrick. And I'm Eric. What's up, man? I'm feeling good today. Oh, I feel terrible. You feel terrible? What's going on? Here's the deal. I had a fight with a loved one uh, oh, no. early, early in my day. Did you catch, the, did you catch a domestic? <laughs> I, catch, I caught a domestic. I'll be fighting it. You know, I, and of course, I'll be like like everyone. I will be sleeping with her while on an order of protection. Mm. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, do you know how common that is? Yes. So, f- yo, know, do you ever so watch a single episode? You could watch any given episode of Cops, and that will be in there. <laughs> yes, it's so true. <laughs> so, anyway. <clears throat> So that colored my day, though, like where oh, I was, no. I, I'm, I'm like agitated. So you could see me on Twitter being like, I wrote like a seven tweet thread that I deleted, but it was like some sanctimonious bullshit where I was lecturing the fuck out of people because, yo, I understand now when you're not happy, you get on Twitter and you lecture people. That's what you do if you're an unhappy fuck, as I was earlier in my day. It's true. And now, and now I'm starting to level out a little bit. I took a bunch of notes for this podcast. So, so I did pre-pro. What do you think about that? Oh, that's good. That's, that's a first for us, I think. Yeah, I, I, uh, I wanted to jump on. I had a lot of thoughts. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. All right. Um, yeah. And look, I mean, you can, tr- you can, look, I think this episode, I'll do my best to bring you up and you can do your best to bring me down. Done. <laughs> R- results are in. You've got it. Okay. And, and yeah, you're right. Any, anytime you get on, on Twitter and you like, you find yourself in the middle of like you find yourself in mid tweet in the third tweet of like that's going to be like seven or eight or nine. Yeah, you're having you just got to like take a step back and just say, man, I'm having a fucked up day. Yeah, uh, that's what it was. And I did. <laughs> well, good uh, on good on you for deleting the bullshit. No, I I mean, I still acted like a baby on Twitter, but I, I did not do the hey, guys, I just think that there's a problem out here that we should talk about. I didn't I didn't I didn't do it. I, I instead put a gun in my mouth for 10 minutes and thought about it. Good. No, I, one, no one wants to deal with anything. No, honestly, I think people would be less put out by cleaning up my brain matter off the uh, ceiling than me doing an obnoxious, sanctimonious tweet thread. Mm. Uh, you want to know what I'm on, uh, off on today? Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me, give me, the, <laughs> give me the gist of what it was you were going to put out there. Well, here, no, no, no. Fuck that shit. Here, you don't, here's, you don't even here's want to my, that. Here's my notes. Okay, okay. First, defund STEM. Mm, okay, I'm with that. And here's why I think we should. Okay. America is one of several countries spending double-digit billions of dollars on corona research. And somehow, every fucking week, I read a tweet that says, Interesting. Perhaps the proteins that make up the virus can uh, be weakened going through cheesecloth. And you're like, yo, yo, how do we not know? How, like, I'm straight up irate. How do we not know? Where did my billions go? Yeah. (laughs) Eric, this is a disease that has been around on our shores for six months. It has an incubation period that they've changed three times, but it's under two weeks. So how have they not been able to culture this virus and do every single study that you could? It's 
I don't believe it. I don't believe anybody's sign. Uh, defund this place. Replace everybody with uh, uh, marginalized groups. You know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of everybody. Everybody at the CDC. Well, fired. The, the first thing I, the first question I have about about what you're what you're saying is, I don't need what is what is this COVID thing? It sounds like something from five years ago. <laughs> We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that, Eric. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> next up, the next note I took is sick of your tiring human frailty. Nice, but I have. I have no idea who I was. Refer- I don't know what that note means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Next note. The edifice has fallen away. Nothing matters. But I don't I don't know what that means either. <laughs> These were just my notes during the day. Wow. This is just this is just you speaking from this from straight up black pill. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Oh, here's one. OK, this one makes sense. You have talked about your admiration for trauma and micro budget or no budget films and you would like us to get into this uh venture and i think that it is time because Mm -hmm. the academy awards thing is so so tired like those new rules are people wait wait did did that come back no no i'm just i'm bringing it back because this is my new trauma idea okay okay i think the response to all of these motion pictures that would otherwise not they're like such outsiders for, uh, for best picture nominee, but there's going to be some of them that are going to try to accommodate those new rules just to, just to continue pitching to the best picture, even though there's no chance they're going to get it. And I think that this weirdly creates a perfect atmosphere for actually transgressive, challenging dickhead cinema. So, of the trauma variety. Like, I think you're going to find more people who just like to make movies because they like to make movies and don't give a fuck. And that's, that's where I feel like we should fall in. We should, we should find some like-minded, like autistic special effects kids in Los Angeles who moved out there, but nobody can fuck with them because they're so weird and align ourselves with them. I'm, I'm with that. I mean, part of the the micro budget thing that I love so much is that it feels it feels attainable to me, and it's and it could be used as a stepping stone. Although film is like full on dead, but I feel like now is the time for for renegade filmmakers. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, no, for sure. I watched the film. I was texting you. I watched the film Ice Cream Man last night uh, with oh, Clint classic. Howard, and I I just I love the the you know I love the low budge feel. I lo- it's like. I like anything that feels like this was just some guy who picked up a camera and it's still able to translate some level of charm and so like you still there's still some value in what you're watching and and to be frank most trauma sucks in fact the large majority Badly. of it does but yeah. it is fun and that's like the, I think that's hopefully one of the easiest things to translate I would hope but yeah it's hard to say cuz so many so many movies with actual even budgets fail on that level. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So decided we're going, what's the name of our, what's the name of the new trauma? Mm, the name of our trauma movie. Yeah. Or no, the name of our trauma like production house. Oh, um, hmm, that's a good, that's a good question. How about, um, uh, pussy juice productions. That's pretty good. I had, I, I, uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, PJ, um, I had uh, <clears throat> PJP. That's pretty good. 
I had two in high school. We started as the McGruffs, uh, but later became the Albino Killers. Ooh, that's nice. Yes. That's nice. Uh, so, all right, we'll, we'll get some PJP. We'll, we'll start making some motion pictures. The, our, our fans have begged us not to. Uh, what, I, <laughs> so we, got, we talked about doing sketches relatively recently, and we got, we got a message from someone just being like, please don't do sketches. <laughs> Which is well, honestly fair. It, w- yeah, we're not. Technically speaking, we're not funny. You no. know what I mean? So, so, so it's like, what? but here's the thing. Maybe people that aren't funny, like Michael Ian Black. Michael Ian Black is funny, but only with scripted stuff. Yes. Do you know what I mean? He's like a proper improv loser. Yeah. Where oh, yeah. He can't make a joke to save his fucking life, but he can deliver a written joke perfectly. So <clears throat> maybe that maybe that's what we discover about ourselves is that we're improv losers. The, the, the big risk that we're taking, though, is... It, we could put out something that we think is funny and it just ends up being high C. Oh, listen to me. <laughs> There's going to be some C. Yeah. <laughs> it's unavoidable. <laughs> you hit some C moments. They yeah. can't all be uh hit, you know? Yeah. Well, th- we just have to, then we do have to get comfortable with getting made fun of. Oh, I'm there. Okay. All right. As long as we're okay with it. Um, <clears throat> What's what's our what's our first movie going to be? Because I have some ideas. I still think I, I'm still up for homeless baseball, but I'm game for what you want to do. I I had an idea. I want um, uh, Q, Q Bimbo's uh save save the country from uh, Petovor State. Oh, that's pretty good. That's timely. Yeah. I, well, I love the idea. I love the low budget movies that that star porn actresses. I love that. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. So, so you get, we can, we can hire them for relatively cheap, you know, and, uh, a lot of, I feel like this will be a real, I I think it'll be a passion project because as we discovered a lot of the, a lot of the porn girls are really concerned about, uh, the, about, about the, um, you know, the Clintons and, and, and the, uh, the, the child, uh, rape state that we live in. Everybody who is physically attractive really believes in Pizzagate. Yes. That's what I've learned over the last few weeks is that if you're fucking hot, you believe in brain worm gibberish. You believe in actual nonsense. It hasn't been a particularly strong couple weeks for proving that you can be beautiful and smart. You know what I mean? It, <laughs> it, 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 it's kind of gone the other way these last few weeks where everybody who is hot as fuck is full on Wayfair Gate, full on. Like they're talking about like mole children and and tunnels from Washington to to you know uh, fucking like uh, Zemeckis's house. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a whole world of paranoid delusion regarding pedophilia. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It's uh. It's it's. We're we're reaching mass hysteria on the on on that front. Oh, we've we've we're already there. I think when, it, when it comes to that, there's an article sitting on my desktop about uh, how human trafficking is statistically actual nonsense <laughs> in the United States. I haven't well, read. It I yet. mean, it does happen. Sure, but no, sure, but it, but it, but it's a bit like 
nobody leaves their house being worried about getting struck by lightning, but there's people that through social media are afraid of getting uh, abducted into sex slavery, which here's, I mean, I I haven't read the article yet, but here's what I'm confident it will tell us is that 99% of people sold into some type of sexual slavery are, are sold by people that they know well. You know what I mean? So it's not like, it's not, it's not like you're going to be kidnapped out of a target parking lot where there's literally 30 cameras. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, (laughs) highly highly unlikely. What you're ignoring is that the state is in on it. That's a fact. Including the independently owned and run target. They've got the EMP uh, devices that knock out all the cameras. Yeah. So the Josh, the, 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 Josh, the target manager, sees the tape and goes, oh, no, I got to do something about this. And then the smoking man from X-Files yeah. comes in. <laughs> yeah, and he, he, says, he, you, he and bumps then he into like, his chest he, on the way out the door and he's like, no, no, take a seat, Josh. Yeah. And so, he neuralizes him from Men in Black. Yeah. Yeah. I listen, I'll, I'll give you the results of that uh, article. If I ever choose to read it, it might sit on my desktop uh, or in my Chrome until such time that I get frustrated that I have 30, 30 tabs open and I just close them all. And I never read any of the things that I promised to read. Yes. Uh, So uh, next up, should I become religious out of spite? (laughs) Um, if you, if you if you went like full like Hasidic Jew, I, I could I could back that. Do you know how recent Hasid- Hasidism is? Like it, so, only like a, maybe like a hundred and twenty ish years. Yes, exactly right. So like when you see a Hasid, most people I think come to the conclusion like, oh, that's that real Jew shit, crazy. Not really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not really. It's just a. It's so for anybody that that doesn't understand, it's not like uh, Coptic Christians where you could make an argument that other Christians came from Coptic Christians, and that Coptic Christians keep it keep it a buck, and other everybody else is watering it down. If that's your perception of Hasidic Jews, you're mistaken. It was just a bunch of very strange people in the Ukraine about 200 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, no, it, it very very recent phenomenon. It's uh. It's it's if you think about Hasidism too much, it you like your brain starts to break a little bit because it's so weird and it's so yeah. weird how like accepted it is. Yep. And it's yeah, it, it, that's a whole that's a whole other wormhole. <clears throat> well, then and, I'll keep it going. Yeah, keep it going. Paris syndrome. Pa- Paris, like the city. Yeah. Do you know what Paris syndrome is? Is this, is, is this going to be another thing where you compare everything to the? Uh, to the fucking like the the yellow vests or whatever. No, good guess though. The, the Paris syndrome is a psych. People have breakdowns, full detachment from reality, like you know, like proper mental breaks, right? Upon visiting Paris, because it's so shitty. And <laughs> wait, wait, is that real? Yeah. So there's a version of this called Jerusalem Jerusalem syndrome that I'm very aware of because I met somebody that was suffering from it. And uh, anybody that doesn't think that shit's real, I assure you it is. Uh, basically, it's – and I met them in Jerusalem. Um, Jerusalem syndrome is when you go to the Holy Land and you have a psychotic break and believe that you are of the Bible. You believe that you are – in some way reincarnated 
perhaps that per, like the, you never your brain doesn't process that part of it but you think that you're job you think that you're moses you think that you are uh the second com- the third coming of christ the second coming of christ you know what i mean like you 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 uh, take on these archetypes because you're overwhelmed by this thing that you're supposed to experience but you're not but your brain compensates by making you experience it well well i i can understand that from the religious aspect because you're like taught that this is like you're indoctrinated with these sort of with these sort of wild things but are people really that disappointed about paris listen it's not exclusively religious people that get that jerusalem syndrome how crazy is that that's ridiculous grow up so paris syndrome is you have a psychotic break because the Paris that you have kind of put in your mind is there's no such thing. It's not the Eiffel Tower and champagne on a rooftop. It's suburbs full of uh, like not particularly well integrated recent immigrants and crime. <laughs> That's what Paris is. So it, it is. It, it's so jarring to people's sense of reality that they have a psychotic break. Who, who are these fragile weirdos? That's well, that's they're the blue check marks and that's where I'm going. But because, wait, wait, cause I need, I need, I need just to, we need to spend a little more time on this because like who there are people that build Paris up that big in their mind and get there and are that disappointed that they have a fucking psychotic break. Yeah. That's, that's a scary level of fragility. Uh, a number of, of psychiatric symptoms such as acute delusional states, hallucinations, feelings of persecution, uh, derealization, depersonalization, anxiety, and psychosomatic manifestations such as dizziness, uh, uh, abnormal heart rhythms, sweating, and other and so and vomiting. Um, so it is. Uh, it's a. Fo- they say that it, the condition is commonly viewed as a severe form of culture shock. We we gotta start. We gotta we gotta start letting parents hit their kids again, man. Yeah, no, I'm with that. So, <laughs> come on, like, yo, you need a you need a firm, fucking grow the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your uh, your Puerto Rican mom needs to chase you around with the spoon or whatever the fuck it is. Whatever weird shit people on Twitter are always like. Like my Mexican mom used to hit me with her shoe. That's how I prove that I'm really Mexican. Check me out. Look at this. Yeah. You know I mean? So yeah, you your Irish dad with- needs to come and, and whip you with the belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, so uh, the 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 reason I say that the blue check marks are going to hit this is because Van Morrison today released some protest music about lockdowns, right? Yep. <clears throat> and. The volume of yikes! Can't believe this is can't believe this is real. Uh oh, uh, this is uh, ellipsis. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Ugh. the amount of that that I saw from blue checkmark types who Paris syndrome is going to hit them so fucking hard when they finally leave their homes and they see that everybody's just out doing shit. They're going to snap because if you haven't left your home for six months. You might still be, you might be the Japanese holdout still fighting the war in the Philippines. You yeah. might think that we're all in our homes, you know, like imagine somebody leaving their home for COVID 
uh, after COVID and being like, oh no, I've run out of uh, Amazon won't deliver toilet paper for, for another three days because, oh, they, I, I, I've really got to, I got to get toilet paper. I guess I got to leave my house. And then they leave their house, they go to the grocery store and everything's normal. And they're having an utter freak out. It's blast from the past with Brendan Fraser. They are, is this for real though, or is this for real, or is it fronting? Because like, are there are there for real people still? Like, I I, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't I don't really buy that there are people like at this stage. You're like not going outside, even if you're like a lot of these blue check marks are like New York like Eric, journalists. Eric, the cam girl who is into Japanese video games and streaming that I follow is appalled that somebody has left their house appalled. Yeah. She says that they, we, she's using the rhetoric from remember, remember in March where people would be like, if you leave your house, you're putting people in danger. They could die. Oh, you, you, you remember all that? Yes, I do. <laughs> she's Pathetic. still saying that online. It, it's September, you know? It's so, very so, so my point is, yes, there are definitely some people that believe that and a shocking amount of blue check mark types, shocking him out, uh, saying like, "This is, um, uh oh, yeah, I don't know about this one, Scoob." You know what <laughs> I mean? Like the, d- doing the whole thing, doing the whole song and dance about, like, "Oh man, is this Van Morrison guy really? Cra- He's crazy. He's going to leave the house. He he thinks that being confined to your house, such as was the case in Victoria recently, that." Uh, you are allowed out of your house for one hour of exercise a day and have to prove that you are doing exercise. Uh, Van Morrison thinks that that's unreasonable. What a nut. You know, that person exists. That's a sad soul. I'm having a fucking birthday party tomorrow and I'm not, I kid you not, everyone that I invited, not a single one of them was like, will there be masks and dis? Everyone was like, oh, cool. I'll be there. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Sick. What time? Seven? Okay, cool. Yes. Well, that's the other thing is that so there's people that are comparing this to um, uh, prohibition at this point uh, where it is a whereas that was a law that required some public deference to upholding it. This is a social law that requires some public deference. It's, It's like pretending that you're straight in the 50s. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like. Hey, we're going to the bathhouse and we're gonna fuck, but we all have to like, you know, we have to wave to the mailman from the house that we share with our beard wife, you know, like that's what's going on right now. And anybody who doesn't think that has even fewer friends than I do, because that means that nobody has tried to give you a heads up and you're getting all of your information from Twitter. It's re it's really sad and it's really concerning. Like it's like, you know, people were already too attached to Twitter, but like they had a, you know, they might've had a, a social circle or they might've had a job they had to go to. I think a lot of people's worlds have been limited to Twitter. Yeah. And it's no it's, question. Yo, that I think that's going to like, I think that's going to, uh, really gonna bear out. To pay there. <laughs> it's going to bear out like extreme, like psychological problems going forward. No doubt. Like, that's the, par- that's the Paris syndrome. We, we, going, we send each snap. other, we send each other DMs of this one person that's like very clearly like I don't know if they realize how much they're like actually going through a thing, you know? They don't realize it at all. They they actually I've followed them for years. They believe this is the most realized a human being they've ever been. Oh, oh man. <laughs> so for anybody that doesn't know, Eric and I DM each other, uh 
whenever this person tweets, we DM each other because we're following them with like morbid curiosity. It's a person that I've followed for years who was nominally normal at one time. And now they are, you know, listen, everybody, when, when boomers talk about the cult of wokeness, I understand you all roll your eyes because even those of you that don't like that sort of like woke pretense to things and are sick of it, you don't want to hear it from boomers. I get it. Right. But Eric, would it be fair to say that that person is fully indoctrinated into some type of cult? I mean, if if not, like, it's weird. Yes, but like, it's not like a cult in the sense of like, you know, Jim Jones. Like, there's no established like sort of thing. It's just weird internet thought. And it's like, I think the thing with boomers is that they see this and they're like, this is the Democratic Party. And it's like, no, obviously not. These are just, it's just a, it's just... A, a certain number of weirdos on Twitter. It do, it's not representative of necessarily any any larger thing. But like, yo, it, it's also in their defense, in the boomers' defense, it's not it's not fake. It's definitely real. It's definitely real. <laughs> and it, and this person is yeah, they're. I, I, yeah, I, and it's interesting because a lot of Twitter is really there's a lot of people that talk on like mental health and like the importance Eric, of oh, mental oh, oh, health. Oh, Eric, hold on. Did, you were curious if I caught a DV earlier. I'm going to catch one right now. Hold up. Okay. Hey, no, I'm, I'm going to have to bail him out. I'm going to have to fucking go down to the fucking precinct and bail this motherfucker out. I'm going to have to drive to Albany. Yo, I hate nothing more in life than somebody allowing a dog or a child to make noise. <laughs> I, it drives me insane, dude. Like, have you you've been in a social situation where a child keeps saying "mom, mom, 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 mom"? Of course. It the mother that can just let that slide off her because she's been up for 27 hours and is just over it and like, can't be bothered with the minutia of every aspect of their annoying child's annoying behaviors. I, I, I want to shoot her and the child. I hate it so much. And Man. when I hear, when, when I hear a dog bark and somebody does not respond either with addressing the dog's needs or threatening the dog's life with a knife, I get so mad. <laughs> I literally lose it. I if I would rather see you hang your dog off a of, off of a fire escape by its neck than to have you not address your dog's needs. Dude, I'm I, I'm I'm fucking worried about you. You are uh you, you are in a fucking place today. I hate when uh, like to me a dog noise is triggering. Like a whine is triggering, a bark is triggering. I I rush over, is there a problem, dog? And if the dog is like, yeah, I'm in pain. Yeah, I have to go to the bathroom or whatever. We address that. If the dog is like, I'm being a bitch ass, then I go, oh, no, you're not. Oh, no, not in my house. Whoa. And, and, and things get real serious real quick. You just you <laughs> turned into a fucking Haitian mother from the Bronx there. Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, no, you're not. Yeah. And, God damn. And, and then I do. Uh, uh, I, have you seen uh, uh, Predators 2? Obviously, I then do some voodoo. Right, right, of course, yeah. Actually, it's Jamaican gangs in that one, isn't it? I'm going to suggest when we conclude this podcast that you, like, you leave, you go for, like, a, a walk and, like, you leave your phone at home and you just kind of, like, <laughs> breathe in. Uh, Eric, I prefer that you gut your dog <laughs> with a with 
a piece of broken glass. Not not you, very not very vegan of you. And you wear its entrails as you walk into a police station and fire on officers until you're gunned down. Then to not address a dog making noise. Wow, and that's what I that's what I would prefer. Jeez. Actually, let me go one step further because some a lot of people don't like cops right now. So whatever. I prefer that you make a pipe bomb. You strap it to your dog and you throw the dog into a maternity ward. <laughs> That's what I prefer over you not addressing the dog making noise. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I hate dogs and children making noise. Okay. I think we got it. I think we understand where you're coming. It. We get it. it. We, we get it. We get it. Holy shit. Um, what, I would prefer, I would prefer rather than not addressing a dog. I I would prefer that you get yourself some pilot's lessons. You learn to fly a jumbo jet. You put your dog in the jumbo jet with you and you fly into the trade towers. <laughs> then to not address the sound of your dog. There's only one tower now. <laughs> the Freedom Tower. Freedom Tower, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes, you're right. Holy shit. All right. Um, so uh, I don't even remember what the fuck we were talking about. Where, 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 do you have anything else on your list? Uh, I, here's the, the next note. I hate old men who pretend looks don't matter. Who's doing that? I got in my fight with my father today about um, Kim Kardashian. And he he's like, she's a whore. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, dad, I'm like, dad you don't actually care about whores. You've known many whores. And he goes, yeah, I know. I love whores. And I go, so why are you mad at Kim Kardashian? He goes, he, he goes, you know, what did she do? And I was like, well, she did more than anybody we know, you know? So that matters. And I was just going back and I was also like, dad, I don't even like her. I don't even find her particularly attractive to me. She looks like a piece of furniture at this point because she's just so ubiquitous, but she's undeniably attractive. And he goes, ah, who cares about that? And I was like, you shriveled old fuck loser. I was, I was, which, by the way, <laughs> I realized that my my home, since my father got back, is just an episode of Come Town. It's just me walking into the living room and calling my dad a gay bitch. <laughs> and then, and then it's setting it off from there. Because he doesn't like he chuckles at the things that you're not supposed to say to men his age. So like, but the things that you're not supposed to say to men his age are all jokes that we can't say on this podcast because we've got young bitch ass fucking listeners. You know what I mean? So we need to get him a third mic. <laughs> we need to get him a third mic. It's true. I'll be like, what's up dad? Make out with your boyfriend today. Like it's like 14 year old jokes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just hitting him with I'm just hitting him with like 14 year old playground jokes all day. Isn't because he's like almost 80? Yeah, he's 79. <laughs> so like, but but that's the that's the gag is like like whenever he'll be like when I was away referring to prison, I'll be like, you made love to how many dudes? And he'll be like, stop, stop, stop. I didn't make love to any dudes. And I'll be like, you what, you just fucked him? You know, what I mean? and and it's those jokes nonstop. So the good. This is a good reality show. This is my vegan <laughs> reality show. <laughs> if I thought we could get two seasons out of it, I'd, I'd pitch it. But he's old. Yeah, no, he might not be. He might not last very long. Um, but then maybe I should milk him while I've got a shot. 
I don't know. I don't know how I, having a strong opinion on Kim Kardashian is weird to me. I mean, it's, it's, you're willful. I think, it, I think it's because she's with a black guy. I think that's where he was. I think that's where he was going. (laughs) I think that's the direction it was headed. I think that's, I think, okay. I think that's definitely true for a lot of people that, that criticize her, but I think it's also just like, yo, Eric, what? I know that this is a rhetorical question because last I checked, you don't got any problem with black guys, right? Not at all. This doesn't exactly apply to Kanye West, but for anybody, for our listeners, that are over the age of 60 who have a problem with like hot young white women riding black dicks. Let me just, let's just do the math for a second. Typically what you're mad at is some celebrity that you saw who's now with a basketball player. If you had your choice of man, because you're so beautiful, why would you not go with somebody who's successful in shape and handsome? What possible, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like what? Well, like, let's just, yeah, right. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Wealthy. Let's just go for like the simple math here. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, 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 okay. Like if your answer is plenty of good white men that she could be with, are they athletes? You know what I mean? Like plenty of like, yeah, plenty of successful white men out here. Plenty of rich met white men out here. How many are world-class athletes that can fuck you for hours? How many? Not that many. Not that many. So, so like, just like for the bigots in our listenership, and I know that we got a big bigot audience, you know, Probably, a, lot of yeah. old, a, lot, <laughs> a lot of old men. Just do the math. It, it's, it's like, it's very easy. If you take race out of it and you just go, uh, would you like to be with somebody successful? Yes, I would. Uh, would you like to be with somebody uh, physically in shape? I would. Yeah, yeah. Would you like to be with somebody who uh, is on camera all the time? So even if they weren't born handsome, they have to maximize their looks uh, with the money that they've accrued. Oh, yeah, I think I would. That sounds great. Okay. There you go. You've arrived at an NBA basketball player. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I mean... But but these aren't people aren't thinking that deeply about these things. They just see the thing and their like ape brain goes like, oh, so such a listen. I know it's a generational thing. So like, I wouldn't expect anybody in our listenership to actually have a problem. Like being like down on interracial relationships if you're under literally seventy is genuinely weird. But I mean, it's it was weird at any point that you couldn't safely use kind of the, whatever we want to call it, like the, the hierarchy, the fucking intersectional thing. Like if once black people got money, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 Oh, like a professional athlete is a professional athlete. Uh, uh, you know, uh, like, uh, like, it's just so weird to like, that's like, it's like a weird bigotry. You know what I mean? Like, do you, th- Eric, but it's, it's not, it's not just, I know what we're talking about right now, but it's not just, it's not white people. I think for the most part, a lot of times when people are like angry at interracial relationships, it's, it's sometimes from the non-white perspective of things. Is, oh, is that that's, right? that's a fact. Yes. You know, I mean, listen, my, my good friend who dated a Jamaican girl for years, uh, he never got a word from white dudes, but 
had to fight black kids like I don't know once a month fist fight. <laughs> you know yeah, so like it, it yes of course it go it, I mean it goes in every which direction but like it's just such a weird like guys right this sounds remedial and it sounds almost like like can't we all get along sort of shit but just worry about getting your tip wet yeah. you know like just like worry about your tip like well, that's what it all is it's that they're not their tips not getting wet or they're not happy with the wet with who's getting their tip wet so they're they're angry at someone else that's what it is. It's yeah. That's come on. It's all just into anytime someone's big mad, you're just projecting an insecurity. I wish you know what it's the most remedial thing to say, but like I just yeah, I wish that people would fucking think about that. Like when you act like a loon and you're just like taking these like hard stances, it's like yeah, come on, man, you're revealing too much about yourself. You know what I mean? But yeah. anyway, point is, I hate old men who act like like. Like, oh, you know, there's a lot of good women out there that, that don't show their pussy. Yeah, but I want the one who's hot. Yes. You understand? Like, I don't show your pussy, not show your pussy. As I, t- I like, eventually my father and I reached a consensus on this, which is all the girls that I know that were, like, very big sluts by any standard, they're all teachers and moms. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like time, it, none of that shit matters. It just doesn't fucking matter. If you've got a problem with, like, like look. I'm not on some woke shit where I'm like, if you've got a problem with what a woman does with her body, blah, blah, blah. It's, that's not even my angle. My angle is it all comes out in the wash. Nobody gives a fuck. Everybody that I know who was incredibly skanky is now living their best life of being completely boring, normal adults. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't fucking matter. Any, anyone who's saying like, I, I, I get all twisted up. Maybe on like maybe like once a month, I get twisted up about how like weirdly evangelical Puritan this con- people in this country are about sex. It's so fucking weird to me. Like no, it here, really comes, here comes your off. here comes your cutie confession. Go on. <laughs> no, just like the way and like people are like conditioned and like they don't even fucking realize like how their their brains are like trained to like assume that sex is like shameful and wrong in some way or that there's some bad faith. Like there's always people like, Oh yeah. You got to find the victim in it. It's, it's so fucking weird, man. Like, yo, sex is good and dope and natural and awesome. I don't know. Like every people, I still feel like people feel like whenever the, 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 whenever we're talking about anything surrounding sex, it's always this like very negative, um, way in way in their speaking and it's and it's it's just fucking weird to me man sex is supposed to be good oh so speaking of which one of our list one of our listeners sent me a thing for us to talk about Great. which is which is a thread of let's see where is it um it is a thread of some incredibly unwell woman who keeps tabs on Every like everybody who has a significant age difference in their relationship. So it's one of those people that is just off on the, uh, you know, uh, this guy dated th- this lady at this age and blah, 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 doing it nonstop. She's got like a 40 tweet thread. <laughs> I wish I could find whole thing is the age difference thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of them, look, some of them are clearly obscene. But here's the problem, is that when you l- link it to, oh, yeah, here we go. 
Um, so here's the thread. Celebrities who dated minors or predatory age gap. Guys. Yeah, no, stop. That's, there's a fucking talking about two different difference. Things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a fucking difference. Apples, parenthetical, or bananas. You know, right. like what? Different shit. No, actually, it's worse than that. It's like apples or limestone. Like, yo, like one is okay. like an actual like victimizing thing. And the other is something that between two consenting adults that you're just weirdly uncomfortable with. Right. It's on you. It's on you, fam. Stop <laughs> being so weird. And also a lot of times I really think it's just like, I think it's resentment. Like why? Like, I, I, I think it's like you've hit a certain age and now you're mad at people because like someone wants to date someone like younger and prettier. I, I mean, let's be honest. It. Let's. I mean, let's just be honest. This is people with massive insecurities about their ability to attract a mate. Maybe they got left. Like, did you see that Tommy Loren thing? No. What happened there? Oh, it's so bad. What happened? <laughs> I should just play a huge clip of it. It's her doing like a weird like. Okay, a lot of bitter bitches go through this weird thing where they go, where at like thirty. But nah, because they're still using social media. So they got to be like 28. They'll do this thing where they go, a lot of my girlfriends uh, are having a hard time keeping a man because all the successful men don't want an ambitious woman. They want some 21-year-old bubblehead who just will, will agree with everything they say and just work on their body all day or not have to work on their body at all because they're 21. And it's, it's Tommy Loren ripping on men, shitting on men, and it's coming from this incredibly obviously hurt place where Tommy Loren, you are a fucking professional. You probably work really hard and you have a full schedule and trying to compete physically with a 21 year old that can butt chug all night <laughs> and, and then look fine the next day. Yo, that's the price that we all pay getting older, but obviously women of a certain age, are hit with it pretty hard because if you know, there's a lot of society pressures. If you're not uh, married and pregnant by a certain age, like uh, the, people have put all these weird Paris syndrome style life expectations on themselves. And if you buy into that bullshit, then it's probably pretty scary looking down the barrel of, Ugh, I got to go to the halfway house to find a fucking dude because everybody my age has gone through a divorce and is now onto a 23 year old that they met at a bar. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I understand that that could be frustrating, but once again, worry about your tip or in this case, your, I don't know, hole. So like <laughs> it's, it's, it's so bleak. Like check it out. Yeah, so but this, how, how old is she? Isn't she like fucking 26? Tommy Loren. She's old enough to be a bitter bitch. Yeah, so seriously. listen, this tweet thread has She's a 28. <laughs> Yo. She's bitter. She's bitter. Listen, this tweet thread starts with Elvis. Okay. Uh, it's 1959, everybody. Uh, I don't know if we need to cancel long dead Elvis. <laughs> then we go into a 29 year old and a 17 year old. Okay. They dated for a few years, but I understand 17 is young. I get it. Uh, Tiger and Kylie Jenner, young as fuck, technically, whatever. Uh, Woody Allen and Sun Yi, she was 21, but yeah, there's an asterisk on this one because he did raise her as a daughter. So that's, yeah, I get it. It's weird. Weird. 
uh, Luke Passan and his 15 year old, uh, girlfriend, uh, no, pardon me. They got married the next year while she was pregnant. Uh, so <clears throat> listen, everybody, uh, Luc Besson is French. I don't know what goes on in France, but 15's young anywhere I've been. Yeah. But then we arrive at Sam Taylor Wood, who is a director, and Aaron Taylor Johnson, who is a very handsome actor. She was 42. He was 18. Okay. Um, that's quite an age gap. They have two kids and are happily married. That see, that's, that's a big, that's, that's a big thing there. Yeah. Like of all, listen, if you find that to be distasteful, I understand. And the fact that their relationship has endured and seems healthy is maybe beside the point because I would argue even if it just lasted two years, but neither of them felt any bad feeling about it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. But the fact that they are in a loving relationship with children and you're putting their business out as though these are somehow bad or deficient or defective people makes you a scumbag. That's on you, weird Twitter person. Let, let, let's, let, 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 guy. let's clarify that. They're, they're in a loving relationship, comma, with children, not not in a loving re- relationship with children. Yeah, yeah, no fact. I mean, it is Hollywood, so who knows? Yeah, um, So the next one is people from One Tree Hill, uh, 17 to 24. Listen, anything under 18 is not good, everybody. We know that. But yeah. uh, it's also like if we're going to be realistic – it does happen. I don't know the status of these people's relationships or if they enjoy he, I mean, he proposed to her while she was in high school. Not a great look, my guy. Not but, great. But here's one. Yuck. How do you say his name? Joaquin? 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 I don't know why you have such a problem with this. It's Joaquin. Joaquin. Because it doesn't look like the word Joaquin. So Joaquin Phoenix, who is 39, and Ali Taliz. Tiles. Tiles. Um she's he's 39 she's 19 and here's what this person has to say while she was of legal age when the couple was first seen together rumors swarmed that the pair had been together way before it is unknown the exact moment the couple really began their love affair hey weird scumbag that put this woman's business out in the street for the price of 4,000 likes on Twitter fuck you Fuck you. You just intone that this dude is a statutory guy and you don't know that. What are you doing? That's weird. It's it's very fucking weird. Then we get into some pretty weird ones. I'll be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Then we get into some real old world Hollywood shit. Like, like, uh, 1972 shit. Not not, not good. Um, but, uh, Fergie, 23 and Justin Timberlake 16. Hey guys. Hey guys. She said in 2006, Justin and I would go out together and have fun and make out. Is that wrong? I don't know if that's wrong. I'm going to say that Justin seems to be doing fine and maybe you should mind your business. You fucking Twitter weirdo. See, this is the thing, man. And and it's like, like, yo, I want (sighs) to, I don't. I don't know. I, I feel like there's no way to talk about this shit without sound. But like, 
yo, does the person that we're talking, do the people that we're talking about, do they have any issues? Do they have any reservations? Do they have anything to say? Like, I want to hear from them. You know what I mean? I vow, like, they're the person in the situation. And it's very possible that, you know, when you're that young, that you're groomed or that you're, you're put in a position where you don't, you, you know what I mean? Like, yes, all that stuff, very, very true, valid. And it is still weird and poor judgment on the person going for that person. So, yes, I'm with you. But I still, I would like to hear what they have to say about it. Because I know yeah. where you're going and I know where it's going to come up. And we're going to talk, the, the, they, I think they called out Jerry Seinfeld again, right? Oh, no, I didn't even notice. Listen, she's, I'm sure she's on the list. Listen, what? Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I just hit, I just hit a good one. So, so, <laughs> so there's a, it just hit a bunch of really scandalous ones that I have to give it to. Like, hey, some of them took place at a different time, but there's some of these that are, kind of inexcusable right and then there's some of them that are really on the line like kobe bryant at 21 and vanessa bryant at 17 again these are people that were married for a number of years had a lot of children loved each other a lot i don't know if it's really worth commenting on their relationship particularly since he died tragically recently <laughs> but okay you're a weird scumbag you feel the need to do this shit explain to uh, john mayer 32 and taylor swift 19 what who the fuck gives a fuck i would date taylor swift who cares and then Next, and then there's some weird ones. Okay, totally valid. These these ones are weird. Also, they're from 1957. But okay, keep going. Um, uh, Jay Z and Beyonce. Uh, they she was only 18 when they met. Okay, they started dating at 19, but 18 would have been legal too. Also, he was 31, not 69. But who cares? Next, this is the one I like the best. This is when you know you're out of it. You're out. You just ran out. You, there's no, like, you're getting 5,000 retweets for this thing that does not matter. The Weeknd and Bella Hadid. Could you tell me their ages, please? Me? I, I, don't, I couldn't pick these people out of a fucking lineup. When they started dating, he was 25 and she was 18. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you have run out of gas yeah. on your fucking stupid Twitter thread. <laughs> you, you suck. Like, it's so tired. So that's, uh, oh, Madonna has dated almost exclusively way younger men. She's now 61 dating a 25 year old. Yeah. Again, but who gives a fuck about that? God bless her. Seriously. (laughs) Who cares? Look, man, if you're, if you're talking about people under the age of 18, okay, valid, very weird. If you're talking about the age 18, and they met before they turned 18. Like, okay, all right, yeah, still. Yes, I, yeah, I, I, I get the complaints. Understand. I get it. I get it. 19, all right, all right, you feel weird about it. Once you hit 20 and you're beyond, like, you're, come on, fam, you're an adult. You can make informed decisions about who you get involved with. And look, I'm not saying that people don't get fucking taken advantage of well into their 20s. Of course they do. Yeah, but, but, but every, you're talking, I mean, that's a different thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, listen, can we get, I'm going to try to find a high res version of this Leonardo DiCaprio refuses to date a woman over 25 infograph and uh, frame it for our apartment. Okay. Yeah. 100%. We have a lot of things. We got to frame, we got to frame that uh, you have that, is it the COVID map? Oh yeah. Did you see the great awakening map? Oh yeah. (sighs) That one, (laughs) that one's going in the foyer. Hmm. Okay. Now, the last thing, uh, last thing on my list is, oh, are you ready to suck for that PS5? I'm ready. You're ready to give the suck? Oh, yeah. 
I saw. I've been seeing the funniest. Isn't, isn't only it's only four hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's out though. I or I guess it's like sold out quick. No, it, it uh, the pre order sold out. Okay, so do we gotta suck for the PS Five? Well, let's let's consider first that the games at launch are really not that impressive. So do we really need it at launch? Do you think you could bring a man off with your mouth? Um, untrained. Like I'm not, obviously you could, if you did it 11 times, but like, what about now? Like going um, into, going into it, going into it, total, totally green. Hmm. I honestly don't know. I mean, I I, I think so. Hmm. I, I couldn't say. I've never even thought about it. And you think that that's tied to your homophobia? Could be. Likely. Very likely. Does anybody say homophobia anymore? I, I think it's I think it's I think it's like totally chill to be homophobic again. <laughs> it's chill. <laughs> it's it's cool. I, I people hating on gay men on Twitter all the fucking time. Oh yeah, that's a fa- like but what I'm saying is like related remember- to, to the age gap conversation. Oh, when they tried getting all the politicians out of here on an age gap. Hey, everybody, listen, once again, I date a 32 year old woman. If she leaves me tomorrow, I'll date a fucking 20 year old tomorrow. I don't care. You can be mad. You can be mad until you die. You know what I mean? I don't care. It's nobody out here doing anything wrong to each other. I don't know what your relationships are like. You fucking weirdos, but stop that. Stop it. And when it comes to gay dudes, guys, stop maybe it's possible that there's shit you don't understand you know maybe it's not for me to make decisions on hey i don't know you're 18 you're sucking off a fucking 55 year old guy Ah, maybe it's none of my fucking business because you people do things different than i do things you know what i'm saying like it's fine i i I think part of the me too stuff has like created this like culture where people are like trying to sniff this. They're, they're sniffing around for wrongdoing. You know what oh. I mean? I mean, you saw the, the JK Rowling thing this week and where it has arrived now. Right. Um, I, okay. I, I saw everyone's big mad at Hagrid. So here's what happened. <clears throat> Her book is called transphobic. Then it turns out, that that's not remotely true. Most of our most of our listeners will not know that that's what happened. That that's how it shook out. That that's not at all the contents of the book, and that they were misled for clicks. Uh, and that's where it arrived. And then it got dropped because it was a full twenty four hours on Twitter, and people were on to the next thing: climate change, whatever. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> and then. Some of those British outlets start saying Harry Potter's new book, or no, uh, J.K. Rowling's new book, getting slammed for being elitist and snobby. And then they tried getting her on an Islamophobic uh, book passage from 2004. (laughs) And it's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. So let's see what you're doing right now. You are uh, scraping the resin from your bowl to try to smoke it because you are so fucking you, you, you got the thing. You got those retweets. You got those fucking clicks 
from calling her transphobic. And now that's over and you need to get the last drop of milk out of her. Like, Oh wait, 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 wait guys. Um, she's, uh, Islamophobic. <laughs> you know, like, like that's, that's where we're at. Hey, everybody, I mean this from the government to local call out uh, of uh, PD, PD, the mosher. Don't trust anything you see online at all. Yeah. I'm, I'm at, I'm at that stage too. Ever. Ever. Like, I don't trust anything I see online. Not a thing. It, it, it could be something that's really relevant. Like, hey, tsunami's about to hit. I'd be like, fuck it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd be like, I guess I'm going to die. <laughs> I just you. Don't people want to like, isn't there anything to be said for not like jumping to a conclusion? You know what I mean? No, no, no. They're all George Bush. They're all George uh, George W. Bush, where it's like, well, making a decision in a timely fashion is better than making a smart decision. I am the my decider. Da- my daddy taught me I, that. I make. I am the decider. Yeah, exactly. My, no, my no, daddy I, taught me that making a quick decision was worth a thousand indecisive moments. And it's like, mm, I'm not sure that's true. Yeah, Who no. taught you that? <laughs> Does you think anybody? Uh, how old do you think you have to be to to get my my George the decider? Uh, yeah. You got to be old. You got <laughs> thirty plus for sure. <laughs> I just turned thirty. Yeah, congrats. How do you feel? Closer to death, huh? Um, I feel pretty good. Yeah, I remember thirty. I feel like my thirties are going to suit me better than my twenties. Yeah, I think that's true. I think I'm. I'm. I, I'm. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fine. I think that's true. I'm the um, decider. I. That's why I make references like this. Yeah. Listen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I make tired references. You, you, you'd want to have a, this is another tired reference. I'm the sort of guy you'd want to have a beer with. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that one? When people were concerned about their president, they would want to have a beer with them. Yeah. That was the thing. Everybody, if you're like 19, this is, this is like just old home week. None of this shit's making sense to you at all. <laughs> no, but, no, no. Uh, all right. That's the end of my notes that I had for this podcast. Well, we we have we have uh, a lot of Twitter. Th- uh, we we have things that people hit us up about on Twitter that we can go over. Okay, hit us. Um, well, at at X Kenner X just tweeted a picture of a gun to us. Is it a cool looking gun? It's it's a it looks like a Glock. I'd say that's a Glock. If most boring looking guns, everybody. It's um, pretty boring looking, I, I, but it but it is a classic. It's a standby, and I'm 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 saying it's a Glock because I I it looks like what the Glock was in Counter-Strike. Yeah, okay. You probably know more guns than I do just based on your first-person gaming. Um, I I think that uh, Berettas look way cooler than Glocks. Uh, I've watched probably 100 hours of gun videos on YouTube. <laughs> so I wouldn't say I know a lot, but I do know how to disassemble a Beretta. I don't, I don't think either are that particularly cool-looking. No, I mean... So, okay, take a look at these three guns, everybody, in the sound of my voice. Uh, look up a, a 1911. 1911 gun. Mm, yeah, this this is like this is like a standard gun. Like if you if you were to say the word gun, this is what appears in my mind. Okay, so there's some reason for that. It's because it was uh, the military sidearm of your grandfather's generation. Okay, uh, and then the Beretta. Uh, what is it like the Beretta, the Beretta M something, maybe something like that is uh there's some Beretta that then became the sidearm and it still might be the sidearm of the U S military from like 1983 on or something. Uh, that gun I actually think is very cool. Uh, basic, but cool. Um, 
and the Glock, which is popular due to uh, just how many of them there are and uh, how it seems like every rapper had them for a while, uh, is a very boring looking gun. Now, I want you to look up uh, a Chiapa Rhino, uh, let's say snub nose, see if that's an option. How would you spell Chiapa? Try C-H-I-A-P-P-A. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Chiapa Rhino. Ooh, wow. This is a weird looking gun. This is this one. This might be too out there. Oh, you're talking the snub nose, though. Yeah. So everybody, it is a. This is a revolver. Eric and I are in a revolver house. Uh, Very compact. Yeah. So you'll notice it's. Eric says it's weird, and that's because the uh, barrel is lower. Uh, it is a lower center, uh, uh, like the weight is distributed in, in such a way that it is lower. And in principle, that sends uh, uh, the recoil into your uh, arms, into your wrists rather than firing upward, snapping your wrists. Uh, this is the stuff that I learned from falling asleep to gun YouTube. It's cool. It's cool. I it, like it. It's cool. It's a cool gun. I, I would, my, my go-to gun I mean, my go-to rifle would be the AK-47, but for handgun, I think you got to go Desert Eagle. No, no, no. I don't want anything ridiculous like that. This, oh, that's like, but that's like, as if we're talking about like what looks the coolest, a gold Desert Eagle. That's like driving a Lambo that like, like with the license plate, small dick. <laughs> See, you know what? I was think I said this might be small dick of me. I said that in yeah. my head. I didn't say it out loud, but you, but that is a fair assessment. But you know what? If you look at it, like look up a picture of someone like actually holding it. It's not that it's not that garish. Mm. I mean, it's not the fucking, it's not the snub nose, the, the, the Chiapa or whatever, but it, I don't know. I think it, it looks fucking cool. Uh, and then go for the Taurus public defender. I think I've made you look this one up before. Yeah, this one is, uh, I think I've seen this one before. Yeah, this 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 is again. It's it's similar to the to the snub nose. It's nim- similar to the Chiapa. So this is what we need in the house. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that spinny chamber though? Is that is the, do you prefer that over the magazine? Yes. So so th- that is a uh, revolver, uh, and I think revolvers are cooler. Here's the deal. So once you get deep into gun YouTube, uh, there's all this discussion on if revolvers leave you with enough bullets because most of them are five or six uh, to get into a gunfight. But my question would be, why are you in a gunfight? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, what are you doing? Like, like, listen, everybody, if, if you've got to fire more than six bullets, you're in the wrong place in life. Yeah. Yep. You know? So I think that that uh, people like, uh, like revolvers because they're the simplest piece of machinery you can imagine. Uh, they don't, if they fail, it means that something's really wrong because there's no reason on earth that they should fail. There's like two moving parts. So, uh, people like them for that reason, but, uh, I don't know, Eric, here's, I guess here's the dark question. Uh, you bottom out career wise, uh, you're alone romantically. Um, you put on some weight, which of these firearms could you imagine taking out of my, uh, closet, uh, while I'm away 
and putting in your mouth for 10 minutes while you think about if it's worth it. I don't think I'd put it in my mouth. I think you, I think you want to put it up to your temple. You're making rules for killing yourself now. Well, I think if you want like the cleanest, like, you know, you know, it's out, it's done. Like, well, if, I don't want you, I don't, I, so we're clear. I don't want you to kill yourself, I, I, but I'm saying when you have that dark night of the soul moment where you gambled away, not just your rent, but my rent. And you know that it's, it, it's just like, nothing's working for you. You know, do you like, do you want to taste the gunmetal in your mouth? I don't want you to kill yourself. I, I'm urging you to put the gun back down. So, but for the experience, which gun? Um, probably the public defender. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> because the snub nose—it's too—it's too small. Like, what are you actually I mean, putting in your mouth? You know, I mean, they'll all kill you. They will all kill you. Yeah, but I'm—I'm I'm thinking you're—you're you're talking about you know tasting the metal and everything. Like, the snub nose is just there's not enough there. Yeah. What you about know? the Desert Eagle? You could suck that one. Yeah, that one you could fillet full on, like in Spring Breakers. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I think realistically, any of these will get the job done. No doubt. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'm pretty happy and I don't, I don't foresee any suicidal ideations happening, but you know, life is long. Who knows? Hmm. Long and tragic. Yeah. I mean, uh, here's a question from, uh, at Hawkeye Silva. He wants to know, um, if we got into, if we were in a sword fight, in a, in a, in a, if we were dueling, if we were in a battle with swords, who would yeah. win? I've been thinking about this a lot. Who would win between you and I? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. I, um, the thing to consider is our body types are very different. I'm very solid. I'm very steady. And you are like really, you're like a lanky motherfucker. So I think you want to go like, katana right like you want to like be as like swift and like you know like as as re you want to you want to have as much of a reach as possible you know no i i actually have an answer to this i'm going to tell you right now and for our listeners at home in front of a computer i want you to check out the model 1860 light cavalry saber uh that's what i want to use mm. this is what custer died with <laughs> so i prove fitting then Patrick's yes. last stand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, this looks cool. Interesting. But you know what? But but I think it it goes into what I'm saying. Like, this is very sleek and, and mobile. I would probably, I'd just have a full-on claymore, and I'd go for big, winding, like, thwacks. Yeah. Back when I was uh, skinny, I bet I could avoid them. But since I've just become a rock made out of muscle with big shoulders... I can't move as fast. <laughs> I want. I want the. I want. I want to go with the. Uh, you know the full like uh, Highlander sword. Yeah, that's cool. It's cool. Your, as fuck. your clan McLeod. Yeah, I don't know. I think we would. I think in a sword fight, I think we might be evenly matched. I think it could really go either way. You know what? That'll be the ultra ultimate Patreon. When we reach <laughs> when we reach ten thousand dollars a month, we will do. Uh, we'll fight till we die. Yeah, we will fight. Yeah, we will. We will sword fight on our front lawn in uh, Inglewood. Speaking of which, why is Zillow making me live in Inglewood? Because they know you that you like to live in uh, not the best neighborhoods. Oh, is that what is that what you think of black people? 
<laughs> it sees your past history of uh, you know uh, East New York. Retorship. Yeah, that's, that's a fact. Um, it's really forcing it on me right now. It's and it's I don't I don't know if we'll be living in Inglewood. I think it looks cool. Some of these places are cool. We'll see. We'll see. We're still. It's, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I think we lost that other place we applied to. Yeah, do me a favor. Check check on that. I'm sure we did. did but I, I sent him an email yesterday. I, I don't think he got back to me. <laughs> no reply. No reply. He just took our thirty five dollars. Yeah. All right. Um. Let's see what what else we got here. Um. Do what do you know? Do you know anything about um? Kelly Brogan's COVID denying vax resistant conspiracy machine. Does it work? I'll, I'll buy one. <laughs> I, I don't know. I got sent a medium article here. Alt health meets alt right in the conspirituality movement. I love it. Oh, uh, listen, maybe that when I said, should I join a religion out of spite? That's the one I was referring to. <laughs> conspirituality. Yeah, I'm in. I mean, that just, that flows off the tongue. So not, that was made for like, the journalists want this to be real. Yeah. It probably isn't very real. It's probably just, it, I, I, if I had to guess, I'm not reading this whole article. If I had to guess, it's a bunch of weirdos on Facebook that journalists are making seem more influential and dangerous than they actually are. Uh, oh, I mean, that's, that's all they do. Again, you saw it on the internet. Don't believe it. Dude, it's 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 really funny how like all the boogeymen of the last like five years or so were all like willed into existence. Do people get that? You and I have talked about it a million times. The alt right is like the clowniest not thing ever. It's well because like it just it ranges from like actual like weirdo white supremacists to like mild conservatives. Like all these people have been called alt right. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like, what are you saying? Alternative to what? I think they're just right. I think they're just right wing. Yeah. I mean, that's the fact now. Uh, but everything that rises must converge. I think that they, it, it's all gone one place, right? Like uh, you have your anti-Trump going to sit this one out, don't know what to do with my life, uh, Republicans. And then you've got the Hey, I'm doubling down. Hey, I want to own the libs. Hey, I'm wildly mentally ill. And that group is kind of all one thing now. Yeah. Well, but like my larger point of the whole thing is just like <sighs> all, all the things that we're mad at and upset with it, it all came like, and it's happening again with this election. And we talked about it last episode and we don't have to go too, too much into it, but like, all the bad things that we don't want to happen are just – you're creating them. They're tulpas of your own imagination. Like you, like we all knew Trump was going to be a baby about the election if it didn't go his way. We all knew that he was going to claim victory. But like you people fucking willed the scenario into existence where he can do that now. Uh. Yes, because they uh, they want it on some level. I think a lot of these journalists want it. Yo, yo, people don't understand, and we've been on this tip for so fucking long now. But like, people like look, Trump calls journalists the enemy of the people. He's invoking some like weird fucking dictatorship bullshit. No, I'm with it. <laughs> yo, they might not be the enemy of the people, but like they're they're not your friend, and they don't necessarily want anything good for you. Not your friend. They don't have your interests at heart. That's not your friend. No, the, their interests are creating uh, 
sensationalist narratives and, and they, they, their, their, their motives are making money. And that means you reading and paying attention to them more, which means them getting your goat with the most like the most outrageous thing possible. You know, here's a touchy subject. Are you ready? Ready. <clears throat> so why is it that people were ready to buy the government's uh, science and statistics in the first few months of the pandemic. And anybody that says that they never trusted them, well, yes, you did. Because it wasn't from your own personal experience, at least the vast majority of our listeners, it wasn't from your own personal experience that you saw thousands of COVID deaths. I find it very unlikely that you did. So who who did you put your faith in? You put your faith potentially in uh, Twitter, but Twitter was getting a lot of that from Fauci. And here's my question is why do you trust the government there, but you don't believe their statistics on police related shootings? Why is that? Well, because I think in people's minds, there's two governments, right? There's the there's the state that they, you know, there's the state that they believe should be responsible for, you know, um doing the right thing or providing them with something. They're the, you know, they're the Medi- Medicare for all, Dr. Fauci. Uh there's a there's there's the good establishment and then there's the bad, the Trump establishment. He's the bad guy, right? And and these like that's why a lot of times it sounds like these people are talking out of both sides of their mouths, but I think they're, I think they're real, like in their minds, there's two separate entities. That's like requires a lot of gymnastics. Well, because it's, it's interesting because it mirrors to me the same thing on the right with like the deep state. You know what I mean? Sure. Like to the left, the deep state are is the like the establishment. You know, actual politicians you know, career politicians, uh, and then Trump, the like interloper, this, like this, this, like, you know, uh, Russian agent that was, you know, a Manchurian candidate that infiltrated the system and is dismantling it now from within, you know, it, it, it's, it's people, I, it, it's weird that it's become like solidified fact now. And there is like some, tr- there's like a love, there's like a grain of truth to it in the sense that, yeah, Trump is like a political outsider. He's not a career politician, but like it is. Yeah, no, it, it's weird how um, people have divided in their minds, like the good parts of government and the like they're anti-statist when it comes to Trump and then they're pro-statist when it comes to Bernie Sanders. It is now 2024. And the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? (laughs) So do we. Why don't you come over and check it out?
and stop listening to other podcasts. Thank you. Yeah, that requires a lot of you. <laughs> and I don't, I guess, like, I think it's just a misunderstanding. Like, is it fair to say that if you don't trust government, you don't trust government? It doesn't mean that everything they say is a lie, but it means that you should treat everything that they say with the same scrutiny. Yes. Like, it, it, it's uh, not to be an idiot, not to be like Mr. Mohawk here, but like, I have just assumed that they were lying to me for my entire adult life. Yes. About almost anything significant. They weren't. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, it's almost like that's the Paris syndrome for kind of like young leftists, which is, I I always say this, that my belief in the afterlife comes from a belief in a pre-life. And I, the reason I arrived there is because everybody seems disappointed, but that's, seemingly impossible because what did you expect? Why would you expect anything better? Where, where does that expectation come from? Like where, if there's nothing before this, and this is the only life that we have, how could you even apply disappointment to it? You know, nothing else, right? Interesting philosophy. So that's how I feel about so many of like the, like the young leftist types is like, Hey, the fact that you, and we've talked about this, the fact that you're disappointed in the Democrats means that you don't understand anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it means that you're a total idiot. Because, like, it, it's like, yo, this, they've never been for you. They're not for you. How can you be disappointed in them? Yeah, I, I don't know how you can be disappointed. Like, it, it, it's weird, man. I don't know how you can, like, the same people will shit on Barack Obama and, like, be mad at the Democratic Party for screwing over Bernie Sanders and call Hillary Clinton like a pedovore and then also be like, mm, Biden said the wrong thing again. <laughs> like, shouldn't this just be par for the course for me, for you? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, it. I, I think people are in a really, yo, know, the, the mental health of the nation is in a fucked up spot, man. It's, it's this year has been oppressive, People have only had social connections through fucking the fucked up funnel of Twitter. And they're like, the best case scenario is fucking senile sundowning Joe Biden. That's a dark place to be in. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Not a lot to have hope for these days. But that's why, yo... That's why we've been saying you got to do for self. Yo, give up the notion that government's going to do anything for you. Give it up. Yeah. Get into Bitcoin. Make uh, bet, Go to mybookie.com and bet on when the race war is going to break out. Get your money right. Get some guns. Get your money right. Um, and hopefully when the end times come, you will be on a boat with Peter Thiel and, uh, and Elon Musk. Yo, let's get on the Peter Thiel tip for a second. Peter Thiel, they tried dragging Peter Thiel, which was the most pathetic effort I've ever seen in my fucking life. Uh, aside from the Joe Rogan drag that they tried today. Oh, we have uh, someone wants us to talk about Rogan too. We'll get there. Peter Thiel uh, uh, invited a white supremacist to dinner in 2014. Hey, everybody. Here's what I need you to understand about Patrick. Again, I've given you thousands of hours of my life. Uh, I either you have a guess of who I am or you're a suspicious weirdo that doesn't trust anybody. 
I'll entertain anybody for the purpose of trying to understand them better and, and get some glimmer of humanity from them. I'll eat with anybody. And if you ever try to cancel me for somebody that I ate with, the joke is on you. Just as it was on you with Peter Thiel. <laughs> you know what I mean? I will, who was the person I you had dinner with? I will share a fucking vegan latke with anybody, anybody on this earth. As long as you're not annoying or you don't spit when you talk, I will, it, it, we can split some dumplings. But who, who do we know who it was that he had dinner with? Some alt-right figure. Um, I don't recall. Is that, is it like, is are they, okay. Are they legitimately a white supremacist or is it someone? I didn't even look into it. I'm it probably as white supremacist as, as you are. <laughs> oh, okay. Pretty, so, so died in pretty the- hard, pretty hardcore. Right, right. <laughs> um, Peter Thiel is, I would argue, lit. <laughs> he's 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 a villain, man. He's probably a a a worse villain than than some of these alt right people. No way, I like him. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I told you his, why he's a Trump guy, and I admire that. That, that you donated to his uh, uh, his destruction of um, Gawker. Uh, Gawker. No, that one is I have I have a pretty major problem with. You you were on you were on Hulk Hogan's uh, legal defense team. Well, that's like a so Mister Free Speech Patrick Killen uh, is torn on that because um, I also think that f- whilst free speech is absolute, I think anything in line with defamation. Uh, should be met with every legal recourse. I think if you knowingly lie about somebody in 2020, you should be made homeless. <laughs> that, that That is my strongest conviction is that uh, in a world that relies almost exclusively on public perception of you, uh, if you attempt to destroy somebody and Eric, I'm going to speak for you. You can't speak this extreme because uh, you are still uh, just a monkey in a suit answering to some corporate pigs. Mm. But if you, I, I think it should be treated as though you're trying to physically kill me. And I think that you should at the very least be destroyed in court, if not shot in your face. Okay. So I, so I have mixed feelings. I have very mixed feelings about the Peter Thiel thing. Um, it's low class to out somebody's sexuality. That's it we is. can agree. It's low it's, class. It's true, I don't know. disgusting, but I would also, it's also like really aggressively, uh, disgusting to like shut down an entire publication. Unless as it seemingly turned out, unless they violated somebody's privacy, mm. you know, See, like these libel laws. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, I'd have to go through every line of the fucking court case to see what my real feelings are, but I'm very torn on it because I don't think that like when people worry about billionaires, they literally just worry that Jeff Bezos has more than them. They'd never, they, I've never seen anybody say here is why it is important. Like, and where you would see that is okay. Where does Jeff Bezos contribute money? That seems very relevant to me. Right. But instead it's always, he's rich. You know, that's not very convincing. Oh yeah. Well, the internet people are just mad at rich people. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like the most pathetic thing. It's legitimately it. makes me sad. Yeah. And, but, but here's the thing is that Peter Thiel devoting his millions of his own money to, uh, he's a billionaire devoting millions to a court case that was not his 
to fight for the purpose of, of destroying a media outlet is the type of thing that should worry everybody and really didn't worry that many people. No, no. <laughs> so like the Twitter crowd didn't give a fuck. No. So they, they Twitter crowd doesn't give a shit about freedom of speech or press. They, they don't fucking care. They only want you to say the right thing. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. And if so, you're not, you can, you know, burn in hell forever. Well, you're getting real red pilled out here. <laughs> so, so, uh, like I sees it. I mean, if you're not at this point, you're just, you're a stooge. You know I mean? You're like an actual bootlicker at this point. If you, if, if you don't get the memo that like, Hey, everybody, anybody that's trying to like shame compel you is just a scumbag. You know I mean? like, that's just a scumbag. You can just say it like, Oh, Hey word, you're a scumbag. <laughs> get off What's my up? dick. Um, do you want to talk Rogan? Yeah. But this one doesn't even take long. Um, no. Hey, everybody. You write us and tell us that we need new bits because we talk about the same six things. You need to generate more things in this world because Joe Rogan being canceled online while millions of, well, he doesn't, he doesn't shed a listener, uh, is the most pathetic carousel of fake grievance I've ever seen. Like, I feel like this is on repeat. You've tried to get this guy the fuck out of here six times. And guess what? You can kick him off of three platforms at a time. He has millions of listeners for a reason. Yep. They like him. Yep. Like, yo, Eric, you and I talk about this all the time with in regards to the election and in, reg- in regards to like what Democrats are failing to do to win over potential Trump voters. Why is there zero examination of why someone might enjoy someone? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What? Why is it always? Um. It, it's always shock and offense, and and like, how can we get rid of this? Yo, you can't get rid of something that millions of people earnestly enjoy. It might behoove you to try to understand why they enjoy it. Yeah, and if and and it might behoove you to understand why you hate it first of all and and narrow that down and then come up with a better counter argument right like listen like i thought about this today regarding uh the covid like blue check mark unreality i hate weezer i think that's a bad band i can say that's a bad band i don't like weezer and it, i have to acknowledge that there are millions of people who love it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, it's okay. Like, yeah, Weezer sucks. Oh, you don't like Joe Rogan. Okay. Now let's take a moment to pause and say, ah, it doesn't matter what you fucking think, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Do- Yo, Weezer's no broker from my hatred. You know what I'm saying? So like Joe Rogan, oh, we're mad at Joe Rogan. Okay. Well, you know, Excellent work. You got him, guys. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is interesting because this is a different Rogan thing than I was thinking of. Um, he. So what? I, I don't even give a shit what the fuck he was canceled for. What did he say? Something about uh, Biden? Did he say Biden's gay or something like that? He said Biden is gay. He he did what I do to my father. He he ju- he jumped out from the bathroom while he waited in the dark for his father to come in the hope of giving his father a stroke while yelling, "You're a gay bitch." <laughs> He did, he, he did that to Biden and now Biden had a stroke. Um, no, here's what happened. Uh, 
two things happened. And this is why people are calling it a hit. Um, the view with the exception of Megan McCain, uh, came out against Joe Rogan when he said, yeah, I would, I would, uh, do the debate. I, I would moderate that debate. Uh, it would give them a chance to talk, I guess, more than, you know, because this long form podcast thing is really the, the opportunity to actually hear people's views. Uh, yeah, I would do it. Um, the view came out and said, Oh, I don't like that. He's has a history of misogyny and transphobia. And, and so the view, I'd have to check how many viewers they got. Let's say it's 400,000. Uh, is coming for Joe who gets 3 million. And it's like, yo, listen, you pathetic legacy media worms, you fucking nothings. You fucking like, I just collect your paycheck for as long as the empire is still around and get out while you can, because what, no matter how the fuck you feel about Joe Rogan, which by the way, you're on the view, you don't have feelings, no matter how, no matter how you fucking feel. The fact is many people like his ass. You know what I mean? So, Ooh, I don't like him. Cause he's trans. Yo, Hey, you just in some way intoned that 3 million people are bad people for not, for, for, for not rejecting Joe Rogan. This is, cra- this is fucking crazy because this is now the third. I thought you were going to say something else, but this is the third Joe Rogan non-traversy that's currently going around. So there's this one, the view yep. added him cause he wants to, uh, uh, moderate. There's, he got so on his most recent podcast, the one that dropped today, I think he said that uh, he read a news story about. Yeah, I, I listened to it. He apologized for this one. So for everybody at home, he interviewed Douglas Murray. It's a good interview. Douglas Murray is the closest that we have to Christopher Hitchens right now. You don't have to agree with him on everything to find him an incredibly sharp individual. Uh, although in my experience, Douglas Murray does not say anything that isn't a reasoned opinion. So even if you, again, even if you don't like where he arrived. I really push back on any uh, uh, incorrect framing of Douglas Murray, which I'll occasionally see because he wrote a book about uh, uh, migrants that people did not care for. So Douglas Murray's on the podcast. They're talking uh, Antifa. They're talking a whole bunch of shit. And they're talking about kind of like the, the naming game of, of uh, people saying like anti-fascist when it's, you know, that's, that's, that's where, Antifa gets its name, but it's regardless of how any of our listeners feel about Antifa, that's marketing. That's not like whether you think it's accurate or not accurate. It's fine. Hey, I'm not here to argue with you. It's marketing. It's pro-life. It's pro-choice. You understand these marketing terms. So when people are like, it's just anti-fascism and that's good, right? So Joe has a problem with this and Joe goes off on how, uh, there's a couple of activists have been arrested for uh, setting wildfires on the Pacific Northwest. As it turns out, that is not exactly true. It is true that one activist, one person that identifies as an activist was arrested for starting a wildfire. Uh, It does not appear to be politically motivated. So Joe goes on and apologizes. I think that this is, that's fine, you know, whatever, but There's no need to apologize, Joe. You're not a fucking expert on anything. And when people, this pissed me off because it's like, yo, Eric, you and I are are actually just talking extemporaneously about shit that we've either read about, heard about, 
or kind of know about. Yeah. You and I are experts in nothing. Nothing. And if somebody came here and was like, oh, they made an irresponsible statement about a thing, I would say, congratulations, my friend. I'm now going to lead every episode by repeating it. <laughs> because you're so fucking dumb that you think that this is anything other than two men having a discussion. Yeah. And when you say, no, he's got a responsibility with 3 million listeners. Fuck you. But there's a third, a third Joe Rogan controversy. You know about this one. Which one's this? Uh, that Spotify who hosts all the episodes now, they, they removed like a bunch of people, including Alex Jones, which is like a hallmark. That's like a marquee episode in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, all this does ultimately is how long's Joe's deal? Do we know? I don't. That's a good question, actually. So, all this does is create interest in those episodes later. Of course. And dude, that's what all. The, oh my God, people are done. We've. I mean, we've talked about this a million times. Anytime you try and bury a thing, it just creates more intrigue. Yeah. Anytime sure. you deplatform, anytime you hide the bad thing that you don't like, it just makes people want to seek it out even more. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, I mean, I always, ha- listen, I've never wanted to read Harry Potter or J.K. Rowling in my fucking life. <laughs> I'm considering reading the new one because I was told I shouldn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anytime you tell me I shouldn't, I go, oh, check it out. Like, why do I uh, routinely read these terrible racist books? Yeah, because yeah. you told me not to. Well, I think I I, I got to cut the episode because I have uh, I have I have birthday pizza on the way. But um, there's some other because it's fucking sucks because there's other shit that I want to talk about. People are really missing the uh, Instagram rapist of the week. Um, I know that's that's a very popular segment it's of our a, show. Yeah, we really, we really got, maybe we'll do it because we haven't done a Patreon in a minute. Let's, let's do like a full on, like dedicated Instagram Patreon episode this weekend. Okay, let's do it. We got to do OnlyFans too. Yeah, yeah. We, we're definitely going to do OnlyFans real soon. That's going to be like a, we got to like, we, uh, let's make that a gag where we get like Gatorade and, and (laughs) and shit. Well, we also, I need you to reach out. So someone from OnlyFans reached out to us and I want to see how we can involve them somehow in some kind of, sponsorship I don't know to do for them I don't, I, like, I don't know how to like like what can we get from them like when we're like hey our podcast gets a few thousand listeners uh we're intentionally small so that uh we don't get canceled <laughs> like, what, like what kind of pitch is that i don't know but no i think there's something though i, I we'll figure it out I, I have some ideas i'll hit you with but uh there's another thing someone hit us with that i re oh my god i really want to talk about this but we'll, we'll talk about it another time um Right-wing conspiracy theorist uh, Sheila Zelinsky uh, warns that LeBron James is in an Illuminati. LeBron James is an Illuminati wizard who conjures up demons before every game by tossing chalk into the air. Yeah, I mean that's. I don't know that to be true. Seems evident though. It's like, would you be surprised? It's not definitely true. It's not like I don't know. But would you be surprised? Not even a little bit. Yeah, exactly. That that to me that's like so unsurprising. It should it, that's on that's on page eight. <laughs> yeah, you got to that page of the book. You know what I mean? You don't even like to read, and you made it that far. No, I I, I saw that it was like a little com- it was a little side column 
article and I, I looked at it and went, huh, and then turned the page. I, I went to the funnies. Oh, God. <laughs> these people are so tough. Watching these people try to, oh, I'm watching more people try to f- get rid of Joe Rogan. Yo, give up, loser. Yeah. Once you yep. get that big, you can't, there's nowhere you can go unless he gets hit with, you know, like a legit rape charge or something. Yeah, that's gonna. That's gotta. I mean, you know, somebody is like digging through every element of his trash. Oh yeah, look, looking for any of that. Like, how do I get this fucker out of here? And hey, everybody that's devoting your time to that, I'm sure you're all in our listenership. Uh, there'll just be another Joe Rogan because this is obviously an energy that people like. You fucking morons. They like it. All right, everybody. Um, hit the Twitter at WP Timeline. Hit the Patreon, patreon.com slash worst possible timeline. We'll hit you with a Patreon episode. This I don't think we're going to get to the OnlyFans a thon just yet, but we promise it's on its way. We'll hit you with something to tide you over real soon. Um, probably this weekend. Keep an eye out for it. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, all, all the stuff. Hit it up. Uh, hit us with, with whatever. And um, you got anything else? No, you know, uh, light, light in life, light in life. Yeah. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.